0: quick disclaimer i had microphone issues the first 15 minutes of the episode so i'm gonna sound really like muffled and weird just roll with it anyway on to the show welcome to episode 43 of the inside bite i'm your host tim schaefer i my co-host rudy how you doing this week?
1: Hey, what's up, Tim? This is uh breaking news. You know what? I've decided I don't care that I didn't beat Elden Ring yet. I'm gonna download Kirby right now as we speak.
0: Oh I just no. I
1: just I need I need I want something I love Elden Ring, but I need that other relaxed look fun colorful game i'm doing it right now i can't no one's telling me anything i can't i can't turn back now. i've
0: accepted the fact that elden ring is going to be this thing i play for a long time right (laughs)
1: Right, and once
0: i've accepted that i'm like okay well what else am i playing as i'm just playing also playing this because i'm not just gonna like what finish and just drop right i feel i'm still just gonna keep playing it anyway yeah so i'm like eh, i need to get through some other stuff
1: while i do this I'm excited. I've heard so many good things. I'm very excited. So, yeah, so. It's my number one pick if you were to pick something. Awesome. All right. Very exciting. This weekend was the first time where I've used the Steam Deck extensively. Very long period of time, many recharges. I've noticed that the battery life is a bigger issue than I had first anticipated. I would say playing Elden Ring the whole time with the brightness down a little bit, still running at 60 FPS and, you know, the standard resolution, probably about two and a half hours or so okay okay maybe closer to three maybe but th- but it just feels like i charge the thing up i'm like all right here we go and then i don't know It just like 10 well don't you play your switch light a lot right i do but man the switch switch light is like nine hours the switch Lite, it seems like the battery never dies it's it's the battery seems so great to me on the switch Lite. it's awesome and again i don't want to make it sound like you know, this is a huge problem. It's really not. It's just if you're out somewhere, actually. I mean, it
0: sounds a little annoying.
1: Yeah, it is. It is a little frustrating. And then I ended up doing the thing where I have it plugged in and I'm playing the whole time and that worked out okay. It, you know, steadily was raising the, the battery level as I was playing. So that was fine. Okay. But I got to say it was nice this past weekend, th- th- just to give some context. I was at a competition for my daughter, like she does dance. And so every time I, w- I wasn't watching her, I'm just waiting. You know, I'm sitting out in the lobby on the rug yeah. floor here, plugged in, um, just waiting. And it is nice to say that after playing, I probably played at least eight or nine hours this whole weekend. And I got to say, it feels pretty good all that time on the Steam Deck only. It feels good to play a game like Elden Ring. Like I feel completely fine with it. It doesn't feel like it's... Of course, obviously, it's not as good as playing my computer. It doesn't feel like it's hampering my experience. It doesn't feel like I can't play as well. Um, None of that. And I actually, when you, you know, when you target people in Elden Ring on an Xbox One controller, it's that you push in the right stick, right? Yeah. On the Steam Deck, I had this thing going on where you couldn't target unless you pushed in right trackpad, which was a little awkward. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember you saying that. So I'm sitting there. I'm trying to mess some things. I can't change it. So eventually what I ended up doing is there's two back buttons on the right, two back buttons on the left. Well, now the top back button on the right is now my target button. And it works like great now. Okay. Think about it. I have my hand on both joysticks. I see someone, I press, boom, press the top right back button and you're targeting and then you just move between them. It's really useful actually. But it should be really simple of when you select a game,
0: you can hit configurations and other people make configurations for the exact game you're playing so you go inside the game and there's like steam controller configurations and you can just download the popular one and they usually will have like a better setup than what was like originally there
1: i gotta mess with it more i I, to be to be fair i didn't look into it that much just so people know it it should be pretty
0: simple to just
1: select that way yeah yeah and it feels great the the way i have it set up so i'm pretty happy with it now and yeah i played for hours and hours and hours i beat hard bosses so it's cool like it feels good So now that I've spent more time with it, I still think it's an amazing piece of tech. But yes, the battery life is a big issue. I think eventually they're going to come out with some other model or something. And, you know, obviously... Make that better. So very happy with it, man. Loving the. Cool. And I last thing I'll say is I got the uh, D brand screen protector on it. No, oh, nice. It's, it's perfect. It just feels so good. I feel much better about touching the actual screen. You know, it's great, man. It's a great piece of tech. I love it. The touchscreen. Does it feel like a normal phone touchscreen? Does it any worse, any better? Um, I'd say it's definitely not as good as like my phone touchscreen.
0: Is it better than like Switch? Have you tried using Switch touchpad? It's a little wonky.
1: A little bit. I'd say it's on par with the switch touch screen okay same idea you know it's like it works fine but sometimes when you touch something you gotta you know touch twice maybe, you know <laughs> like i'll try to move up the battery oh excuse me the brightness is one thing i usually do with my finger and sometimes yeah. you gotta instead of like dragging it you gotta just tap where you want it to go you know it's kind of like that it's not, nothing crazy but it's a decent touch screen nothing nothing okay other. okay
0: okay so Nintendo's official Game Boy Advance simulator from the Nintendo Switch just leaked. It's just a matter of time of waiting for NSO to add Game Boy Advance. And it shows a bunch of screenshots of... Apparently, it's the team. Uh, they worked on emulation before for Nintendo on other things. And they found proof of them testing a whole bunch of games. And when they're seeing these tests, there's, like, screenshots. All of this could be a ruse. Maybe someone's pretending that they're testing and da-da-da-da-da, Right? But it's seeming really legit. Take it with a grain of salt. Trash Bandicoot is who's tweeting about it all. I love the name. (laughs) And they have a whole list here of different games that they've tested. And it's a really good selection, actually. Like, I'm not going to list them all here, but like Astral Boy, different Castlevania games, which, well, okay, maybe they're testing it, but I can't see the Castlevania things coming because don't want to have the collection. Wouldn't Konami be like, hey, I wouldn't want you to put games on there? Because we want to sell our collection, you know, of the GBA games. So there's situations like that that have me being like, man, what about the Mega Man Battle Network stuff? What if we don't get that? Because Capcom's like, well, we're about to make a collection of those games and sell it. So I don't want to throw it onto the service as well. Sure. Do you think personally it would affect sales or no? Like if somebody, if let's say Nintendo dumped them on there as well, but they're also a collection. Do you think the collection goes down and sells what it would normally be there?
1: that's in, that's an interesting one what do you think
0: i kind of feel the sales would already be done for the most part because yeah. they like lose popularity over time and it only really sells maybe in the first month or two yeah overall sure you'll get some sure so you're talking a few hundred a month or something you know what i mean i don't think no. it would matter too much but the company just being stern on like knowing in their head it could affect it and then not wanting to for that one reason but regardless though like golden sun i can't see them going back to golden sun so stuff like that that could be on there. Fire Emblem, they tested the tested Golden Sun games, they've tested Harvest Moon, they've tested Mario Luigi games, the Mario Golf games, Mario Party, all of this. And it's got me thinking, multiplayer games, every single game you can play online on any yeah. system, that, whether it's Sega Genesis, N64, Super Nintendo, Nintendo, all of that. So if they add Game Boy Advance, why would it not have online if the rest do? Right. Now that that opens the whole door of, oh my God, we can play Mario Party Game Boy Advance online, or we can play... Mario Kart, I actually like the GBA Mario Kart, like a lot. And there's a lot of games to where that could be really, the Four Swords, we never got a chance, I doubt you ever got a chance, to hook up a GameCube, oh, hook up four God. Game Boy yeah. Advance's, <laughs> get, you know, even having a friend that has a Game Boy Advance as well as you, right? And having a GameCube, and having four link cables, and four Game Boy, all this mess, right? But that was the only <laughs> way you could play something like that. This could open the door to like, oh, now we can play that Game Boy Advance Four Swords deal, we can play Play it all online and you can bring back a real pivotal moment in history of something and like breaking it and opening it in a whole new
1: way it sounds yeah. really cool i have to say i'm the person who had all my friends come over with the four Game boys <laughs> <laughs> Boy. we loved that that multiplayer mode it was so much fun i loved it i thought it was great
0: i was able to achieve it with crystal chronicles but I wasn't able to achieve it with Four Swords.
1: Yes, Crystal Chronicle, man. That was that was another <laughs> fun one.
0: Yeah. But it has me, like, thinking on those levels. Game Boy Advance, I mean, the Metroid games alone, like, both of them are incredible. I mean, there's... Yeah. I think the Game Boy Advance library is, like, really up there. It's one of the best. And they... It wasn't one of those, like, you know, with Sony, with Vita, how they will, for the most part, try to make, like, a console version, but, like, kind of sort of dumb it down for a handheld. I These mean, Game Boy Advance games really were Nintendo being, like... No, we're going to put everything into it's a portable experience and making it for that system instead of it being a more dumbed down version of something else. I think it's basically like better Super Nintendo games kind of level, and there's so many original titles. And it got me thinking on just, oh man, if we ever did get this, the possibilities of just all these different games like Tactic Ogre, the Warrior Rare series, Advance Wars, Mother 1, 2, and 3 are all on there. Minish Cap, one of the best Zelda games. Pokemon remakes of the first gen that were really well done, and then you have Ruby and Sapphire, which were my favorite Pokemons of all time. Mario and Donkey Kong, Choo Choo Rocket, the Dragon Ball Z Legacy Goku series, Fire Pro Wrestling, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, Sonic Advance series, Breath of Fire 1 and 2, Super Mario Advance series, and you get like new levels with Mario 3 and all of that, MetaBots games, Lunar Legend, the Mario Golf, and the one game that we played the most, so we actually emulated it and got this whole thing where we just had four people, like two playing on the keyboard, two playing with controllers, and all playing on <laughs> a computer of emulation of Shining Soul 2. Think like a top-down four-player game to where you you're just uh you got like an archer and you got like a a knight and whatever and you're picking whatever class and you're just going through all these levels of like a uh diablo or something like that we were so much it, it almost felt like a uh secret of mana type
1: game i've been playing my switch still but for people who maybe haven't i think this would definitely pull people love game boy advance there's so many good games for people that didn't even grow up with it if they just look at the games
0: on there and they're like i like final fantasy i like pokemon i like fire emblem i like japanese rpgs i'd want to play Golden sun even if they didn't even play them initially there's a lot of really good games from really popular series still to this day
1: oh yeah especially golden sun you know how many people probably missed out on golden sun have no idea it's such a great game and if i remember correctly there was two there's two
0: yeah lost age was the second one beat one and you can carry your progress into the second oh
1: you're right you're right i remember we started getting so into the meta in those games man so good <laughs> because right now, no one's really digging this expansion pass side of it, at
0: least, and they still haven't been really happy with like, oh, here's two games uh, this month, and it's just some random. No one really cares about or it doesn't perform well because of crappy N6 formulation or whatever. It's known that N6 formulation is kind of hard anyway, and they've struggled with that themselves. Like even on Wii, the N6 formulation wasn't perfect or anything. That sure. every other system was fine. I don't think people should have a worry on like Game Boy Advance games not performing or something like that. I feel people would finally be hugely positive on this subscription service if they added this live, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. even if it's 20 games, I mean, 20 games is kind of enough to get me going.
1: I think this would definitely be a bigger deal than what they've done so far, you know, with some of the other kinds of games. Think how
0: big Fire Emblem is. The two Fire Emblem games alone. Those are crazy good titles. People would definitely want that and play them. Yep. That has me crazy
1: excited. Now, is there any particular Game Boy Advance game you can think of that, like, you liked a lot? So I'm trying to think back some of my favorites. So I love the Minish Cap was an awesome game. Yes, yes, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Probably one of my favorites actually. Um, they made at one point they remade Super Mario World for Game Boy Advance, which I I really enjoyed playing that. I think it was it was just Super Mario Advance 2 Super Mario World. I remember that was a good one. Yeah, I would love to play that again. Even the Mario vs Donkey Kong that came out way back. Okay, so
0: I didn't know if you knew much about that, so I didn't talk on much. But that was really important to me. I love that game. Yeah, I Love that one. Love that yes. one. That was great.
1: There was a Kirby game on Game Boy Advance that I quite enjoyed. Oh, The Amazing Mirror or something like that. I like that one. That was kind of fun. Man, there's just so many, there's so many good ones that I can just think of. Like, I'm just looking at a list now, and there's so many great Game Boy Advance games that I loved playing back then. F-Zero maximum velocity. My God, I spent so many hours playing that game. It was... So, I'm glad you mentioned that because I
0: never so played good. the F-Zero series up until GameCube. I went back and played the Super Nintendo one because they always made that accessible. But i never been able to play the Game Boy Advance games. And I've always been curious
1: on. Oh my God, it's such a great game. They, I remember they had this, unless I'm misremembering, but I'm, <laughs> hey, let's be honest. There's not a ton of F-Zero games that come out to get confused with.
0: Well, I, I think there's two, maybe even three on the Game Boy Advance.
1: Let's see, because, okay, I'm kind of curious now, because there was one on Game Boy Advance that I absolutely loved there was a a way to unlock the final car was to beat your own time like 10 times in a row. So there
0: was three. There was Climax, okay, Legend,
1: and Maximum Velocity. That's crazy. I had no idea that F-Zero GP Legend, it wasn't that one. F-Zero Maximum Velocity, that looks right. I I think it was Maximum Velocity. Great game, man.
0: Next here, Gearbox is reviving the Tales from the Borderlands series and it's returning this summer. So they sort of announced it and it's like, hey, it's a few months away. I love when they do that. You played these tales of the Borderlands. I remember you bringing them up, right? I did. I did. I really, really enjoyed it. I never played them. I mean, I played the actual Borderlands games. I was already to the level to where like, yeah, there's far too many Tall Tale series and they're like, I don't really care that much anymore kind of level whenever that came out. I mean, do you think I should play it? Do you think I should even care about this?
1: Yeah, so out of, honestly, out of all the Telltale games, I think that's probably one of the top ones you, sh- you should play. I haven't played the Borderlands games, but this game was awesome. Like, I loved it. I loved everything about it. It was super funny. It was just one season, you know, just the five episodes.
0: How do they make it work? Because it's like a first-person shooter loot game. I know. Like, how do you... It's the same
1: format that all the other ones are, you know, like a third person but not really it's kind of like cinematic but man they just the story was so good it was really really funny like there's literally a scene in the game i won't say it but there's a scene that where i was cracking up like i was like this is so funny like i can't believe this is actually i didn't expect to play that too cuz i wasn't a Borderlands fan you know and then it got yeah. all these good reviews everyone's telling me play it and i loved it is it is
0: it on uh steam library uh, let's see actually so i may be able to just play it from that
1: i want to say that i played it on steam let's see real quick if it's in my library borderlands Oh yep. Yep. I have it right here on Steam. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. I'm
0: just gonna start that and see what I think. Dude,
1: oh my God. You gotta keep me updated when you when you play that one, cuz okay. it's great.
0: All right. Next up, Microsoft Xbox Series Hardware was the best selling platform of the first quarter of twenty twenty two per dollars made. And that's when okay. this whole fiasco of what I'm about to further explain goes into. So it's right. not units, it's dollars. So dollars, yep. The NPD okay. group latest analysis revealed that the combined front of Xbox Series X and S topped not only March's sales figures, but the entirety of quarter one, despite the PlayStation five leading the way early on in the year. Nintendo switch took first place in terms of units sold for March and quarter one. So Nintendo sold the most units. Microsoft made the most money because the switch, it costs $300. The OLED is 350. Then you have a light at like 200 bucks. So when you have a 300 and a $500 system, both selling series S and X, then yes, like even if you don't sell as many units, you make more money because you got a five hundred dollar console instead of like three. You see, what I'm saying? of course, that so makes sense. That's what they're getting into there. While I wish we could see the unit sold numbers and nothing more, this does confirm two things. One, the Switch is still outselling other systems unit numbers to this day, which is insane to me. I'm still just keep getting mind blown by that. Like, I still have to be remembered. Oh, yeah, even though everyone is all talking Series X and PS5 and all of this, and you barely see much Switch talk, it's still sell out selling both of them in terms of units. So that alone is like, oh, wow, that's a good reminder. And then second, PlayStation is most likely selling the least then in quarter one because... I think what it was is Xbox wasn't wanting to, they want to say per dollars because Switch technically sold most units. Oh, well, we want to top you in that way, right? But I right. think this does confirm, well, I don't think PlayStation, I think they're third here because PlayStation has a $400 and $500 unit where Xbox is 300 and 500 Going further into this because I just love the what-if scenarios. I'm thinking the only way PS5 technically could have outsold xbox if you just want to do the whole console clash here is if ps5's 400 dollars digital console was selling crazy high and their 500 dollars system was selling super low and the flip side would have to be the series x selling crazy high while the series s sold barely any and that way ps5's overall could have been second in like unit numbers but I doubt it, but there's a slight possibility that PlayStation could have sold more units, but a ton of people just somehow bought the $400 version over Xbox Series X's $500 version. And after millions of that $100 difference, maybe something would have happened there. All that's just like really crazy speculation. And I feel pretty safe to just say, hey, I think in quarter one of this year, like Xbox is leading the game there between the two, but Switch if We're thinking in unit sales numbers, which we usually do, Switch still is dominating regardless.
1: So that's all. Switch is a beast, man. That night before on Twitter, Nintendo put out that little thing shows Mario pulling back the curtain, right? And it's like, oh, yeah. the trailer's coming out. And I, I remember the reception to the trailer, like a lot of people were excited, but I saw a lot of the same old people saying stuff it like, seemed more negative than positive. I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so a lot of same old people saying, oh, Nintendo's gonna lose this gen again, and well, you know.
0: Wii U was so down in the dumps that everyone was just convinced at that point they ain't coming back regardless of what they do. And then what they showed this weird tablet stupid thing. Are you kidding me? Like this ain't gonna save the game. Why don't they just go traditional? i remember it as clear as day
1: i thought it was such a cool idea (laughs) off the bat like this is so cool i can't wait for this
0: no hybrid was perfect because again like even wii u days at least the 3ds was sounding crazy they always did well with their handhelds and so it's not even that big brain moment to just be like okay well why don't we like merge the two that way we don't have to like look so bad on the console front even if we are dominating the handheld let's just make it all one thing and the wii u was halfway there anyway So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was
1: still remember that. I'll never forget that. People
0: always want them to do just the stand. Oh, just make a powerful system and let people make their games and just be a box. Nintendo doesn't want to do that. And they they don't want to
1: do that. Let's (laughs) remind everyone when they did do that, which I love the GameCube, the GameCube was more powerful then, yeah. if I remember correctly, wasn't it the PS2? It was above it.
0: They easily didn't sell nearly as much as the other two. Oh, my two. God. Not, not even
1: close. Not even close. And the system was up there. And it was had third-party support.
0: It was the most powerful. Um, I think, technically, Xbox and GameCube, you I could think have the a Xbox, battle yeah, of, yeah. like, who's better. And it was, like, certain parts better here, certain parts better there, blah, blah, blah. Right. And as far as they're concerned, in their territory of, like, Sony and Nintendo they were getting completely dominated
1: by Sony. Yep, and and they had third-party support, too. And look, the system sold, what, 20 million units or something? Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work for them. They, they're doing this, and it's working out. So, Do you
0: think they need to go standard? I don't think so.
1: No, especially not after <laughs> making the Switch. I think this is what they need to stick with. They need to keep yeah. improving the idea of the Switch, make it better and better. I'm not saying you have to have the Switch forever, but whatever comes after the Switch... <laughs> whatever you want to call it it's got to be i mean i kind of want mode.
0: them to go hybrid for a while to be I honest, i know
1: i know yeah. I'm, I'm with you yo to come out and call it switch two i don't care make it switch <laughs> two make the screen a higher resolution screen a oled screen make it have better battery life than it does which is already great just yeah. keep improving it. Keep improving it. Keep the games coming. And I'm totally sold. You
0: just need better, like, base parts so you can put yep. out better graphics and all Yeah. Yep. Outside of that,
1: keep doing what you're doing. I just want to say, too, side note, I just uh, finished downloading Kirby. I just quickly just glanced, you know, your excitement when you first look at the game. <laughs> I just looked at the opening cutscene, and, man, the graphics are really good in this game. I'm impressed. Yeah, like, it, it looks is. way better than I thought in my head it would look. It's one of the better visually games
0: for Switch. God,
1: that's, that's crazy. I can't wait to play it later.
0: I love Kirby. I
1: can't wait. I'm excited. And when I looked at the how long is it to beat it? It said like about 10 hours. I'm like, oh, perfect. This is the perfect kind of game I need right now. (laughs) Looking forward to it.
0: What do you think about one last thing before we move on? Sure. Back to what I was originally going is why are you thinking Xbox is doing better right now than what well, they have done in previous years? What they've, what they're currently like. Why isn't PlayStation selling more as well? Like what's happening?
1: Well, it, seems, it seems like PlayStation has been, you know, for a while selling a ton. I don't know. Is it getting to a point? Like I always think of these weird things when you have a product that's selling like at a certain point, you know, a lot of people are going to have the product, right?
0: So like both groups are maybe just as big and yeah. it just happens to be the first group bought more at first, and now the second group's buying more now, and they're kind of similar anyway? Is that what you're getting at?
1: I think that a lot of people that buy one want the other at some point as well, you know? And I think probably more people were, you know, were into getting PS5 at first. Maybe there was more demand for it. Fine.
0: Well, three or four years ago, there was like two to three on PlayStation fans. You wouldn't even have a split audience. You would have dominating PlayStation just by the numbers of the people who are interested in like a PS4 compared to an Xbox One. Why is that different now?
1: Yeah, it could be a number of things. You know, obviously Microsoft is making some good moves. You know, they're winning a lot of like appeal from your your standard consumer, especially the people who are like hardcore into it. I think they really are into what Xbox is doing right now because they're so like user friendly. Everything's so consumer based, which I think is pulling a lot of people in. Now, for the person who doesn't really follow the stuff the way me and you do, honestly, it could be a number of things, man. There's so many variables. Do you think it's that
0: Activision bit? (sighs) watch fox news cnn whatever just standard news stuff and i hear a story of like oh the people who make call of duty microsoft's buying them am i going to this level on like the base person being like hey maybe i should buy an xbox and they can look up because there's there's cnn stories about game pass or something sure sure and maybe oh. they may know like oh hey i could play call of duty and i have to pay seventy dollars <sighs> or something like do you think yeah yeah things like that are
1: what's causing the shift i think game pass definitely and i i just have like an anecdote like I know this woman that I work with and she's like maybe in her late 40s she doesn't know anything about video games but she talks to me all the time about she's like i got this pass thing this th- i'm like wait what are you talking about she's like yeah i got my son an xbox series s and i got him this pass and there's all these games on it. she's like i never have to buy him a game again i'm like oh okay so this is kind of <laughs> I, I could see because she wasn't going to buy him anything at all and then that. oh this that is a thing. good
0: parent a parent yeah. could buy their yeah. kid this and not have to worry about look just play what's on that service and i don't have to worry about buying yep. you stuff yep.
1: anymore that's exactly what happened with her that's it yeah and i could okay. i could totally see so many and then she called me one day she's like hey my son you know her son's really into baseball my son really wants to play the new mlb game because he's big into baseball right she's like she's like is that on the service and i looked it up for him like yeah it's on there she's like oh great she's like i'm i'm renewing the service for longer you know so i can (laughs) totally see that okay okay
0: so yeah moving on though sure back to ps5 variable refresh rate is going to arrive globally through a ps5 console update over the next few days very cool this has been a thing people have been awaiting since release it was kind of weird that it wasn't there because yeah. we're talking high tech. You know, like we're going to the levels of solid state drives and high right. advanced graphics. Da da da. I had issues with the 1440p thing and then the variable refresh rate thing. So they got one of the two out there and then they're pretty much can be like what you would expect a system that would release nowadays. So right. they're, they're getting there. But I first freaked out. So when I read the blog, it's like, oh, here are the games that are going to support it on day one. And I'm like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Why <laughs> is it game based? I'm like, wait, is it, it? Don't I just go into the settings, turn it on and that's it? Right, right. Why am I selecting it on certain titles? Or something. And I read further into it, and they're basically just saying, like, hey, these are the confirmed games that are going to benefit 100% or whatever, there won't be issues. Now, you can turn it on by default and then it just run with everything. Still but it, right? you okay. may find little glitches here and there with stuff and it's not like perfected. So these games, you know, can be perfected where the rest it's it's just how hey, you turn it on and you may have some defects or something. So right. once I read that, I'm like, oh, OK, good. I mean, at least like I literally thought you were just only going to have what, 15 games that have VR and that's basically it sure, so that's not the case, so that's good, but I think they could have done that way better. It was like way further down the blog. You should right out the gate just be like, Hey, you can turn it on and off, not like, Oh, here's 12 games that support it. <laughs> right? yeah. when people yeah. open it, that's what they see, and they're like, Wait.
1: Why would this be the case? Kind anyway. of, it kind of reminds me of like the early, early days of Xbox One backwards compatibility. I remember when that first, first started, like, we can support up to these games. And now it's come such a long way, but it was just mm-hmm. funny. I remember at first thinking, like, wow, this is such a small amount of games. Like, it's so weird. I remember on my Wii, I could just pop in a GameCube disc and I, I can play it. I remember people. So now
0: with- we're getting the repeat of this again with PlayStation, though.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah.
0: Apparently, they are getting PS3 emulation to work on. The newer systems but a lot of games are having issues so i really feel even when it rolls out they're going to be like oh well these are the games we got working so far we're going to keep working as we go and the problem is it's just too far behind right you know how long it took for xbox to get a thousand games or whatever i mean it was it was years to stack up so are we going to be waiting years for playstation to now get all of these games working before it's a good number
1: now i'm worried about that <laughs> yeah so. yeah it's gonna be be quite some time but i do remember back then when this was all yeah, started I, yeah. I would always say like yo come on like i can i can pop a disc right in my way and, and i remember people would argue against you like it's not backwards compatible it's rebooting into a different mode i'm like did i can i put a disc in and play it okay yeah <laughs> it's backwards compatible
0: <laughs> next up Diablo Immortals released in June 2nd so they first announced it a long time ago and I thought it pretty much died (laughs) and no one has said really anything on it outside of them being like no it's still coming that's about it so now we finally get like a trailer with some gameplay and they say hey June 2nd it's releasing and PC version was also announced and it will have crossplay between the two so Diablo nerds enjoy enjoy i mean i like diablo but this still even if there's a pc version this is still clearly a mobile game sure and it's not that like i'm like eh, i don't care that much i'm looking diablo 4 i'm not looking for right. a port right. to a mobile game you know what i mean
1: agreed i'm not so. i really have zero interest in this so hopefully people enjoy <laughs> it
0: they, they are interested next speaking with blizzard world of warcraft's next expansion is Dragonflight. daniel tack over at game of former Players will travel to the Dragon Islands, specifically shrouded areas of Azeroth. I'm sure I'm saying everything entirely wrong. Four (laughs) level zones and a starting zone. Flesh comprise five new areas for players to explore in this expansion with varied environments and encounters to check out. And yes, you can now play as an all new Dragon Race, the (laughs) Dracolither, that is actually (laughs) a new class as well. So you have a Dragon class. And then you have this dragon race, and then you can also apparently ride on dragons as like a mount or whatever. Even though I think you could have already done that before, I don't know. Anyway, there's that. You're about to get some dragon stuff. Now, I guarantee you it's because of Elden Ring. Yeah. Dragons are far too prominent. Everyone's playing dragon crap again. Everyone's like on this dragon train. Let's go. And then they are now doing an expansion around dragons.
1: I just (laughs) hope that, you know, the World of Warcraft fans. I hope they're happy with this because, man, they seem like no matter what they get, I know I'm speaking generally here, but it seems like no matter what they get, they're not... Either World Blizzard is messing up, or the fans have too high expectations. No, they, or...
0: they, no, they, they were um, messing no. up bad. Um, they yeah. We found out a lot of news. We didn't know like at the time, but we found out last year or so that they were forced to release expansions by certain times. Like It was like a formula of like every maybe a year and a half. I'm kind of getting the times wrong, but I know it was confirmed. That naturally Will it just lead to, I don't know, bad results. All it's going to do is cause stress and panic, and it's not never going to be nearly as good, even if it would have naturally came out in two years anyway.
1: Yep. That's yep.
0: what I feel. That's all it is. I mean, it's just a theory, a game theory. I don't think you caught the joke.
1: Yeah, I, no. I...
0: <laughs> anyway, but yeah, there's Dragons of World of Warcraft. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Shredder's Revenge arriving this summer. Uh, Ooh, so they have cool. a little. I think it looks phenomenal. I've seen previous and I've been excited, but when I started watching this, I started to realize, Ooh, it's more of like these newer beat em ups. Let's say Scott Pilgrim burst the world. And there's one other that I can't think. Oh, River city girls to where oh, yeah. in the nineties and early 2000s, if you ever saw a beat up, let's say you playing golden X. Ax- Sure. I love
1: Golden Axe.
0: (laughs) There's not a lot of strategy. It it comes down to really like button mashing a lot and you're going to get hit a lot. And there's no like if you view this game, you'll see perspective is a lot better. You can actually get out of the way of things, counter things. It feels a lot more fleshed out to where it's not just mindless. Right, right. You know what I mean?
1: That's cool. I like that.
0: So I'm happy to see this game, because if if you've played the original Teenage Mutant Turtles that collection we're about to get, I mean, they're fun. They're really a lot of flavor, really cool and all. But technically, I mean, there's not too much to them. They're pretty, like... Yeah, pretty basic. basic. I mean, they were... Every beat-em-up was that way, so I don't blame them in particular. But we've gotten so much better now if you play anything current. And it's good to see that this game is also following the new beat-em-up style in terms of actually giving you a lot more freedom and control than the 90s beat-em-ups. You know? Even like Streets of Rage, which was like incredible, it still didn't let you have as much freedom as this game is doing. <clears throat> so
1: yeah this this looks cool do you get
0: what i'm saying if you see the trailer do you see how like oh sure you can easily dodge something a lot better or you Mm -hmm. can like get behind somebody or like not be so mindless you know
1: yeah i feel like in beat 'em ups there's a very fine line between being just like you know a mindless fun game and something a little more like i felt like streets of rage 4 like that one really drew me in. I was really enjoying playing that every day with my, that. with my brother. I thought that was great. Yeah. Hopefully, this doesn't make the mistake that some games have been doing, where they don't make it online co-op. Like, please make it online co-op. I, me and I you can play this. Think that'd be it's great. it's
0: already confirmed. Is it already confirmed? Sure. That would be
1: that would be awesome.
0: Steam page will tell you, right?
1: Oh, that's probably true.
0: Online co-op. Yes. Okay. okay awesome.
1: Good. All right, good. They didn't mess that up. I remember (laughs) Battletoads had messed that part up. I think it was Battletoads, right? I don't know. I don't remember.
0: Next up, a quick thing here. Outriders World Slayer arrives June 30th, adds new campaign, progression gear, and more. So they're still going hard at Outriders. I don't think it was received that well, but it was received well by me. I loved it a lot. So anyone who liked Outriders, there's more stuff coming, a whole new expansion with the new campaign. That's cool. That's so. good. Shadowrun Remaster Trilogy is releasing on consoles for the first time since the first Shadowrun on Sega Genesis. I remember these games? There was a slight exception being the spin-off first-person shooter that was released on 360 and PC back in 2007. Did you ever play this first-person shooter? I did and it was amazing. It was the very first game where you could do crossplay between PC and Xbox 360 and it was huge at the time for that. Hey, if these games are actually good, and let's say they get like great reviews and all that, and a lot of people are saying to play, like I'd be down to give it a shot. Sure. But it's all gonna depend on reception because I don't have any other thing to go off of. I'm not like fond of the series or anything.
1: Right. Yeah, I've always heard things about them, but i never really got into them myself. But yeah, if they come out and I hear good things, you know, see a lot of excitement, maybe I'll check it out.
0: Yeah. Next up here, this is Goofy Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> it's such is- a
1: strange headline. is going to help
0: produce Amazon's It Takes Two movie. First of all, why are you doing It Takes Two movie? I I don't know. The only good aspect of the game is the fact of you playing the game. I mean, divorce isn't fun. Uh, yeah. I don't, why would there be I, a movie about divorce? <laughs> I,
1: could, I could see this. When I first heard it, I had the same reaction. Then the more I thought about it, I'm like, I could see this being a fun movie if they focus on, you know, the two characters as the, you know, weird little toys that they become or whatever. And just like a fun back and forth movie between the two of them going on adventures. I could see it maybe being fun. It just depends how they how they do it. You know,
0: that's true. Uh, what was that movie where the two brothers went on a vacation and they were like there were monsters? Or oh, something?
1: What was oh, that? oh, the Disney movie. Or Pixar movie came out.
0: Onward was it? Onward. Yes. Yes. So you do it in that fashion. Yeah. Okay. I could see it. I see where you're going.
1: I that's that. When I started thinking about it more, I'm like, okay, I could see the angle of okay, you start the movie off, you have the divorce thing, and then literally the whole entire hour of the movie, let's say before you do anything else, is just they're on an adventure, they're going through. You know what I mean? I think they could maybe pull it off, but it's still a very strange headline. Like I had to read this like twice (laughs) because I was like, what?
0: Dwayne Johnson will help produce Amazon's It Takes Two movie. First of all, there's an Amazon movie coming. Um, Yeah. Dwayne Johnson is going to help.
1: Right. What it produced.
0: Like, uh, I guess they're just help funding it. I don't know what.
1: That's that's a strange one, but we'll
0: see. Dwayne Johnson's The Book.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. That'd be perfect. The freaking book.
0: Hey, it's time for love. I'm he like, talks like oh that too. <laughs> he does a really bad <laughs> Mexican accent.
1: <laughs> that guy used to annoy the hell out of me.
0: <laughs> and it's The Rock. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That he's one. like a uh. he's like a Jack book. He's got all muscles and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
0: Spider Man across the Spider Verse got delayed by eight months. I saw so that. it was supposed to come out in October of this year, and it's coming out sometime next year. That's a big delay.
1: Yeah, curious why maybe some of the voice actors something going on you know it could be a number of things so
0: oh that's true like what if you had to get a whole new voice actor and you had to really like well let's rewrite a lot of this cuz it'll fit sure. this guy more or something yeah it could be sure.
1: could be any number of things yeah. but that'll come out next year at some point i guess
0: so splatoon 3 is going to hit the switch on september 9th they did cool. they showed a video where they just showed like a whole match being played out so you can just see first of all why don't any games do this <laughs> Yeah. Is that weird? Yeah. You know what we I would just like to okay, it's the next gears, it's the next Halo, it's the sure. next COD. Just show me a match being played out beginning to end. That's going to give me yeah. way more info than anything else you could possibly throw my way and totally it would agree. be interesting to see. I don't even
1: And it lets people see what they're getting like, yeah. you know. I, that's the number one thing I want to see. So
0: So anyway, props to Nintendo here thinking like outside the box, what should be inside the box. It should be standard, but (laughs) (laughs) anyway, I thought it was really cool. I was like, man, uh, the more I thought back on it, I was like, I'm so (laughs) surprised this is the first time even seeing something this basic. Right. Right?
1: Totally agree.
0: So the show all match and then a September 9th. Now we got news just earlier about right after the show. Yeah. It wasn't a part Mm -hmm. of last week's anyway. This is going to bleed into next news then. So, Splatoon 3 hits September 9th. And then, next news, Bandai Namco confirms Digimon survives July 29th release date after a recent leak of the date. So, somebody leaked it, and then they confirmed, hey, it is coming the 29th, the new Digimon game. Issue is, Live Alive is coming out the 22nd, and then Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is coming out the same date of July 29th.
1: Can we... That's so crazy, by the way, first of all, that that game is coming out July 29th. That just blew my mind when I saw that. I'm like, wow, (laughs) crazy, man.
0: It's going to spin to a whole thing about to get into. But what I first wanted to say of how this connects with Splatoon 3, they said originally Splatoon 3 was going to hit the summer. Now, if you look it up, September 9th technically Technically hits the summer summer. by like a few days. So I was like, I mean, I guess they didn't lie. But what I think happened is because they did also say Xenoblade Chronicles 3 was later. I forget. They never said an exact date, but it looks to me like they swapped Splatoon 3. Like Splatoon 3, I think, was going to be July. It seemed like summer game. Z- Z- Xenoblade Chronicles come later. And I think they just finished Xenoblade Chronicles earlier than expected. Mm-hmm. And maybe they've just been sitting on it for a while, For all we know. Whatever the case is. So I feel they like, well, let's. Push Platoon 3 back, keep working on it, because that is a live service game. The more time you work towards it before release, the better. So it's always good to push those. And let's just go ahead and push out Xenoblade Chronicles 3 since it's already done, I'm guessing, is what was happening. I don't know. Push that up and push Platoon 3 back as well as getting that. Now, I actually was really excited for this Digimon game, only because I played Digimon hacker's memory and there was one before it uh cyber sloth that's what it was anyway but those two games they were like persona but it was digimon and i was really 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 into them crazy good quality jrpgs for real for real which is weird because i've never even been that big into digimon it actually made me get quite into it i mean i watched like the first season as a kid that show but outside of that, I never really cared much about Digimon. But those games are really good quality games. Anyway, so I was like, ooh, I can't wait. Uh, this looks like a lot more money and a lot more time put into it and all of that. That would be neat. But they're releasing it on the exact same day as the New Blade Chronicles 3. And only a week after Live Alive comes out, which is also gigantic. That.
1: God, that's going to be awesome! So I've never played this game. But man, the more, every, every <laughs> screenshot I look at it's so beautiful. I just can't. I can't wait.
0: Each character has its own style of game that you play.
1: So right. you're going to play an RPG
0: as one. You're going to play an action game as another. You're going
1: That's to play so one, you're god. One, I'm a so wrestling
0: good. game as another. Whatever the case is, you see what I'm saying.
1: So, so. I love the whole HD 2D style too. Yeah, Man, yeah. it looks beautiful. Can't wait. So um, definitely. So all
0: of that is like all bunched together here, and it's going to be very like chaotic Japanese time. Is what I'm yep. getting at. Now I am getting into. And I'll go ahead and talk about it now, and I'll talk about it later. But Xenoblade Chronicles, now I'm like, man, I need to catch up because 3 comes out in July. I, I wasn't expecting it this soon. I'm I was expecting it lying. later. I would have time, dah, dah, dah. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, now that I actually have a deadline to hit, maybe it'll motivate me to go ahead and play through these games because I need it right now because I loved what I played. I shouldn't have dropped off. It's just one of those things we all do. I'm like, oh, here's a new game. It looks cool. And then you drop something you actually really loved, and you had no reason. Reason to be dropping. I'm into it hard, like really okay. hard. I've played. <laughs> I want to say 15 hours in three days. Dude, the Switch is low. dangerous. And the
1: Switch is so dangerous. <laughs> like that.
0: I've played a lot, a lot, a lot, way more than I've. Uh, they usually play games. Okay, okay. By a landslide. So. Yep. But man, it's it's so good, and it's bringing me back. And I'm like, yeah, this game is way better than I don't know. No one ever really talks about it. Like they talk about yeah. the first one a lot. Um, and it was it was that moment to where cause that was like we haven't had a banger of a JRPG in a long time. Nowadays, right. weirdly enough, we are really in like a, a lot like of like a that, renaissance yeah. or something again of like we're getting a lot of really good JRPGs. But it took them ages to like finally. That was one of those games where it was only in Japan. It took them years to like do the localization and release it worldwide and all of that. Mm-hmm. And it was a whole big campaign to push that. And that's what started this whole thing. But so a lot of people fell in love with that first game. Not thinking there'd be anything more than this. And I think by the time Xenoblade Chronicles 2 came out, it was so long after. It's not like it was two or three years later. This was like Wii going all the way till Switch. Of like the first year of Switch come out. So there was a huge gap. So of course, naturally, it would just drop off on fan base. So I think that's really why, but there's nothing wrong with the second. I actually prefer the second over the first by a bit, but I mean, that's all just everyone's going to be different there.
1: I, got, I have to play these games. I have both of them. I Honestly, it's just... I don't know. I don't really have a good reason as to why I haven't played through them, <laughs> but I'd, I'd like to, especially now with the third one coming out. So
0: I hate to say this because I, I may be like overly positive on a lot of games right sure. now because there's a lot of good stuff right now. But when I'm playing this, I'm like, no, I really... Elden Ring, I'm out to finish Kirby anyway, so that's about to be done. And then okay. it's going to be like consumed with Xenoblade and the yeah, Elden Ring as I continue to work through that. But I've dropped what I was doing because there is a time limit here like i really want to play this on release because the problem is this is really story heavy real in terms of really important moments could happen like okay you've watched 12 films in the marvel universe about to get a 13th sure if you don't see it in the first week or two you're going to find out what happened and it's really going to suck right and there's the story is hitting like really high one tiny thing if someone were to tell me some detail that happens later in the game be so pissed because it's right. getting really serious I don't know there's so much on the line right now and these games are like too important for me to get spoiled I'll tell you that so it's pushing me to play
1: it I'm excited I'm excited to eventually get this I'm glad I'll have like when I do final play it. I'm gonna have three full Xenoblade Chronicles games <laughs> to go through <laughs> yeah so exactly that'll be pretty maybe maybe that'll be a summer maybe that'll be a summer thing
0: for the people who have played them know that this third game is basically linking the first and second game there are small links between the. Two that you can catch if you like look real deep little easter eggs and little knots here and stuff like that and you can get like explanations from people being like oh this means this and we see the connecting and all of that but this goes way further into and it, it's not like don't think of like a flat timeline Rudy of like oh it's one then two then three and three may take place between one and two right. three is going it's no it's no flat timeline okay <laughs> so That's many true. things affect things and different think marvel right now <laughs> yep yep i got you okay. it's just a whole just split timeline craziness going on. So I can't wait, man. All right. Next up here, The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, Chapter 2, Retribution's release window of late 2022. It will have a 15 to 20 hour campaign. The first one got a ton of praise for VR, one of the better VR games. I can't stand the visuals of it, and so I couldn't get into it. I thought it looked way too... um, I don't know how to describe it. It It's just... It's just bad graphics. I don't know.
1: Sure, like, sure
0: for me. But I get its VR and it's way harder to pull off and all of that. But I was too pulled out of the experience. If it's right. like really dark scene and you may see something off the distance and come up and you're not seeing too much detail, it's good and all. But the very moment you're even slightly in a more lit area, it just looks really dumb to me. It's like I, I just kind of laugh and can't take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and it's supposed to be scary and it's not getting there because of the graphics, but I gotcha. Okay. I don't know. I, you know, maybe there was more to it. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe something else was making the graphics. Maybe, or maybe, this one maybe this
1: one will grab you more. Who knows? But a ton of
0: people loved it though. Second one is coming out here and 15 to 20 hour campaign. Wow. I've never heard a VR game, 15, 20 hours. Even well, Half-Life Alex isn't that long.
1: This one says 11, 11 hours main story. The first so, one. Mm-hmm. Okay okay, oh, okay. 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 So it is pretty longer good. than I thought. Pretty so, reasonable. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's see Half Life Alex. I'm curious on that one. Uh, Half Life Alex. About 12 hours. Okay. Okay. God, I gotta play some of these VR games. I need. To <laughs> I want to get a whole setup, but we'll get there one of these days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do you put this? You will
0: find good experiences if you look for them, and you can definitely dive down in the rabbit hole. There's a lot of good stuff to be had. But you can't expect it to be, like, if you bought a PS5 and you were playing right, games, like, right, how right, the game selection there. It's not going to be anything like that. Sure. It's not bad selection, but it's not, like, if you were to compare it to a new system right now, it would be bad, I guess.
1: Yep, yep, that's anyway. fair enough.
0: Next up, Sonic Origins announced and launches June 23rd. Any interest in this, or...? me i have very big interest so why is because it's sonic one two three with knuckles which you can't have sonic 3 without that section because it's like make or break for that game specifically sure even though with sonic 2 you can have sonic 2 and knuckles and it like slightly improves this is like half the game or something missing anyway Mm -hmm. so it's sonic 1 2 and 3 with knuckles and again sonic 3 with knuckles you won't find that on any collection so there's that part of it all and sonic cd and so that again you can buy a sonic cd version on xbox i believe because of bat compat stuff but you won't sure. be able to buy it like currently playstation and then there's a really good like steam version now game access aside these are i don't want to put this it's like somewhere in the, i guess a remaster but it's basically pixel perfect completely redone visuals and they're making them run better they're making them like they're reworking the whole games you know I, i'm always curious on what you call that if, if you call it a remaster or remake because you're kind of going in there and you're kind of making a new engine
1: for them you know what i mean sure sure so yep.
0: I, I guess it's remake i don't know
1: i love these old games you know, Sonic 1 and 2 were some of my favorites, and you know, some of the other ones are really good, but I don't know. I just, I might pass on this for a little while. It's definitely something I want to get eventually, but probably not right now. Probably not. I'm right
0: a right big now. nerd over these Sonic games and sure. later ones. I don't even care anymore, and I would never call myself a Sonic fan. Sure. But, I do love the original Genesis games and I love Sonic yeah. CD a lot too. Yeah,
1: they're good. They're good stuff. And to
0: be able to get them sort of completely reworked, that excites me a lot because I already have the games. I wouldn't care otherwise. Let's say they just, oh, here's another version of the same thing. No way am I buying it. Cause I already have access to it. Right. But okay. You're giving me it in a whole new way. Then yeah, I'm going to buy it. So it was $40. The whole Fiesta though, is this chart Uh, You can zoom in if you want to, whatever, but this is what everyone is arguing over. And (laughs) rightfully so, as any time any company has released a chart for buying stuff. Don't release a chart. There shouldn't be a chart. you are making it too complicated. And people eventually figured out the equation here. There's a $40 version and a $45 version. If you pre-order it and you buy the $45 version, you're gonna get everything. But only certain things you can get a pre-order, even if you don't buy the $5 extra part of it, or you can individually buy the $5 parts of it or something. Yeah, there's too much to it. Apparently, they've already said some stuff after the fact on trying to make it better. But we don't know what that's going to be. It's as goofy as that is. And that's what everyone seems to be talking about. I don't really care, to be honest. I mean, yeah, I'll buy the extra content or not. I really whatever. But I'm more just happy that. Oh, sweet. We're actually getting remakes to these games. That originally came out, and it's going to be a really, really big deal for fans of the original games, I feel.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for people to get their hands on that, and like I said, I'll grab that one eventually.
0: Let's get into what you're watching, what you're playing. Let's go. I'm
1: still playing Elden Ring. Just like we discussed before, I'm going to just keep playing that one in the background. But I'm a person that cannot just play one game. I can't. It just doesn't work that way for me. So I beat Triangle Strategy, which I will talk about in a second. And I might as well throw Kirby on here now. Technically, I am playing Kirby now. <laughs> All right, so. And the Forgotten Land. Um, So I'm probably gonna fire up Kirby tonight. Uh Play, you know, mess around with it a little bit. Uh Maybe tomorrow I'll play a little while. I'm I'm very excited. I'm very excited to have. I'm a game expecting
0: game. a message from you after about an hour, being like, "Holy crap, this game's amazing!" <laughs> oh man, I can't
1: I can't because wait. I was
0: very surprised. It's sure. a lot better, you know. Than That's I'm awesome.
1: Okay, very very cool. I'm glad to hear that. I'm just so looking forward to like a bite. And when I say bite size, honestly, what ten hours? That's not bite size but it feels that way in comparison you know to some of the other games so i'm looking forward to a game i can just oh and that's definitely time.
0: mainlining there's more to do there's more to, uh, okay okay there's all of these challenges around like the overworld map that gotcha. you unlock and they can get really really hard this is where the game actually gets hard like for real for real okay and uh it'll give you like oh 30 seconds and you have to spot where let's say you get like the blades and you have to hit these switches across a map with enemies trying to block you and then also hurt you and you given all of these puzzles but more like action puzzles and you have such a tiny time frame to complete them and you're going to try them over and over again until you clear one. And you're like, yeah. And then move on to the next,
1: you know? Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited, man. That sounds yeah. right up my alley what I want to do right now. <laughs> but on another note, I wanted to talk a little bit about triangle strategy. So I beat triangle strategy, man, this, this is such a great game. I absolutely love this game. I never, you listen to every episode over the last 10 weeks or whatever, or however long it's been, I have never once not faltered in saying that this game is great. Like I started it, I thought it was great. I got to the middle, I thought it was great. I finished it, I thought it was great. It's just, it's overall just a great package. As I got further and further towards the end, it started going from, you know, make a decision between two choices. It started branching out. Now you're talking about three choices and they really deviate a lot. You know, and I started getting to a point where, you know, as I was getting really far. You start, you can grind up in the the mock battles to get uh, this stuff called kudos. It's like a different kind of point. It's not your normal currency. You can use kudos to like promote your units and things like that. So I started getting obsessed with, oh, all the guys I use a lot, I really want to promote them and stuff. And as I was getting towards the end, that's what I kept. But th- then again, this is like Lord of the Rings. Like I never knew when the game was going to end because it'd be like chapter 18 chapter 18, part two, chapter 18, part three. I'm like, damn, is any of these chapters ever gonna end? The story took some pretty wild turns, man, towards the end. A lot of things I just did not expect. Um, The ending that I got, there's, a number of different endings i don't know how many but the, the ending i got i thought was sort of bittersweet like i was happy with some things but i was really sad about some other things and i was like wow this is like a very realistic ending
0: and, and so, i feel it's gonna i mean you may not do it now but it's gonna it's force you to play it again oh my so god you're like oh i have to change that definitely
1: totally totally there's <laughs> huge changes that can be made you know based on the decisions you make but uh what i did end up doing just because i know i'm not gonna play it again anytime soon is there's a golden route right make all these particular decisions do these certain things in battle all throughout the game and you can get the certain golden root and all i'll say obviously i'm not going to spoil anything all i'll say is you make a very very big decision in chapter 17 right there's total is 20 chapters in the normal game you make a huge huge decision in chapter 17 outcome of that the three different choices really affects some of your party members to the point where you know some things just completely change the whole, think like level of uh, dying in Final Fantasy VII. Like we're talking about that level of change. You know? Hey, hey, hey. You oh, sorry, sorry, my God. Oh my God, so sorry. <laughs> but we're talking about like a change on that level, depending on which of the three decisions you make. And they're all very, de- they're like the aggressive type, the more passive type to react to something. And then the, the middle ground, right? And they're all affecting, there's three different people who want you to make these decisions. And sure enough, if you make the opposite decision that they want, they're not happy. And a lot of big things happen. Right, I'll just say that much. So, I chose the one I was comfortable with. I was happy with my outcome. I looked up the golden route, right? It was like a full playthrough, all the cutscenes. And I looked up the from chapter 17 to the end of the game, the golden route or whatever. And man, that ending was incredible. It's like really, really awesome stuff. It's like you, instead of making the one of the three decisions where you're always going to hurt someone, he's like, there's got to be another way. Like, if you did everything the right way, then everything else kind of like falls from there. And they do like really masterfully, they like please everyone but it's not a cheap cop-out, you know? It's like a really smart, strategic way to address all the issues and wrap it up nice with a bow, and man, it was fantastic. All the reason I did it is because I know I'm not going to play it anytime soon, you know, so... And I don't want to play the whole entire game again just to see a different <laughs> ending, so... But yeah, man, what a I game get man. it. I'd probably do it. <laughs> I gotta say, it's, it's one of my favorite stories I've played in years in a game. Uh, the gameplay was just top-notch. It's just an awesome game overall, man. Really, really good, so highly recommend anyone play this game
0: me or you I don't even know who it was but yeah. we were going on about the voice acting being really good I mean we're both saying it sure sure anyway I have this running joke now with like my <laughs> friends like okay we went to the movies like a few days ago and they immediately hit me with voice acting's crap and triangle strategy dude. But he'll say this to me like once every three or four days, I'll look at my phone and he'll just purposely crap on the voice acting of title strategy. And it's just this on running thing. But apparently they Googled it and a lot of people were complaining about it. And so they were joking on the fact that I was praising it,
1: but I'm still sticking to
0: it. I don't care. I still, I still feel good.
1: I feel (laughs) feel like a lot of the people, first of all, wait, this might be a silly question, but I'm assuming they play it with what Japanese acting? Is that what it is? They did they I, switch? I it? would I would assume, but because I, those characters know. don't really fit that for me. It, to, to me, it feels more like a the timeline
0: would be like medieval, and you'd want yeah. like English voices and all exactly, of that, right? exactly.
1: Yeah. And the way they the way they speak, the, you know, I'm sure you've heard, and they're like pray tell tim how can i assuage your concerns that would
0: not work in japanese no way no way
1: And, and i really like that they really stick to it and i gotta say the character benedict man that guy is on the level of like um oh my god oh Tyrion from game of thrones like being like an advisor like a really good character who helps you know the person they're with that's how i felt about benedict i feel like benedict is such a great right hand man Always making the tough decisions for you, always leading you to you know to the right decision. He did, He played that role so well. Whoever those voice actors are, I gotta look them up because I was really impressed with them. I think people are crazy. I thought the voice I, I Google
0: it, and right here it's like Triangle Strategy voice acting lackluster. I Started playing yesterday, and they're just talking about how they're really disappointed by the voice acting. Uh, and then somebody I, was like, "Yeah, I get what you mean. It doesn't flow like a normal conversation. It's like each. It's like I don't. I,
1: I'm not seeing what people are saying. I, I don't sh- agree. I don't get that. I thought that there's some." <laughs> some lines that are delivered the only thing i'll say is i think sarah noah sometimes is probably the weakest voice actor the main character but even then i don't think he's bad but some of the other i mean i
0: agree he but i don't know they always do that the main voice actor is like more of an avatar than an actual person for whatever reason even if they do play a part in the story it's still just like they always seem worse than the rest but that's been a thing
1: going on since the beginning of time i feel Maybe it's because the story is so good and the things that they're saying are contributing to the story. I don't know. Maybe that's why I think it's fine. We're getting brainwashed that it's good if it's not Uh, or something. I don't know, dude, but man, I... I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. But so. yeah,
0: I get them crapping on me because of that all the time. It's so
1: funny. That's funny. And and the last thing I'll say is the narrator in the game I love too. Yeah. It's like yeah. a woman narrate who narrates the whole thing. She's got a lot of range. She's really good. And I looked her up. She's actually done a ton of things. Like she had roles in Dying Light 2, Little Big Planet Three, Live Action Role in The Wire. What? That's crazy. Like I had no idea. So nice. it's pretty cool. I've
0: been playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2, like I've been saying, obviously. I'm also trying to play. I'm doing this weird thing. I need to beat one and two, right? right? I got really far into one, but because like two was what I was last playing, I want to continue playing that then go back to one. But I've heard at like the end of two, it kind of spoils the ending of one. So I'm like, dang, well... Let me at least get back to where I was in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and uh, I guess I'll stop again and then finish one, then go back to two. So as weird as all of that is, I think that's my game plan because, I don't know, I, I'm i just feeling Xenoblade Chronicles 2 a lot more, and I'm just way into it, and I don't want to shift from it. But gotcha. once I saw that it may spoil one, I'm going to have to make a st- hard stop somewhere. Finish one, then go back. Gotcha. I've been also trying to finish No More Heroes series because No More Heroes 3, the port is coming to PS5, Series X, PC. Super, super hyped on that. And I love the game. It's again, it's hard to recommend because there's a lot of problems with the Switch version but everything else about the game is amazing or else I would just beg people to play 10 out of 10 every episode, whatever. But now that we're actually getting a new version of it, hopefully it's good. We don't know if they're going to do a good job or not, but if they do, I want to also do what I'm doing with Xenoblade and like play through No More Heroes 1 and 2, which they're short games. You can get through them in a few hours. So it'd be pretty simple to do. So I'm also playing No More Heroes 1, then I'm going to play No More Heroes 2. I never beat one. I have beaten two like three times. It was one of my favorite games till three came out, and now three is overtaking it. But the first one, oh my god, it is crazy rough. I I, (laughs) it (laughs) is it is factually a bad video game for sure. Uh, No more heroes two is like actually good. I feel gotcha three is even better, but one is so bad. But (laughs) it, it is still has the humor and the craziness. So I am playing through one, but man, does it just, I don't know. Just the gameplay sucks. I, I don't know how to work, <laughs> uh, but the story's cool and the character's cool and all that. So I'm just okay. riding along on that. So once I want to beat one, two, three. So that's the plan there. And then I also wanted to talk on, I've watched the Batman finally after the, like forever long. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's just go out right and say it. This is the best Batman film
1: I loved it. it. I thought it was so Is great, it the man. best Batman film to you? I'm still on the edge between this one and The Dark Knight. Dark Knight. I really, really love that one too. But man, I would think anyone saying... Okay, first of all, anyone say I know this is all opinion, but anyone saying yeah. that this is a bad movie, I think you just have no taste in movies. I don't know what to tell you, man. Okay. <laughs> like you might say you like a Batman movie better than this one. Okay, I can I can give you that. But to say it's a bad movie, I think it's just absolutely ridiculous. It's such a good movie. It's, no, it's, it's so incredible. Well yeah. Gotham is so like visceral and real in this movie, and I loved it, man. <laughs> that was great. So
0: And they, they speaking of Gotham, there was, like moments to where there's actually like big crowds but it seems realistic I don't know how like if you ever watch any of them NOLA movies etc the crowds always felt there'd be either three people in the streets at all time or it'd be this like (laughs) what some computer generated crowd or something it always just felt really weird and off that's true Uh, that's this, true. when they're all like scenes like, let's say they're all getting out of their cars and going into that funeral service, it actually yeah. like, feels like a real mass of people and feels sure. I don't know. The city feels actually like a real city and not these weird stage things.
1: It felt much more realistic and yeah. What I liked about it too was um, there were a few shots in the movie that I thought were like just amazing. Like, also, I also thought the movie was going to end a few times and it didn't, but I was okay with that. Like, you know, towards it the end, it was long.
0: It was long for sure. It was start, long. But it was long. I don't have a problem okay. with a I was, the movies.
1: I was okay so. with that though. Uh, yeah. There's this, a shot towards the end where he's kind of standing and like they're helping the personnel on like a stretcher, and you see the scenery behind him and everything. I thought it was just shot so well. You know, there's a lot of cool moments like that, and I'm, I'm super pumped to see what comes next. I was really impressed. So. I'm glad you finally watched it, man. It's awesome.
0: My favorite scene, it's not even that big, but to me, it just like it proved how good of an actor he is. It proved how good they're like sticking to the lore and a natural as if like this would have just happened. He's on the tower and he has to like glide for the first time. You know yes. what I'm talking about? Yes. Yep. I love that shot. First of all, it's just shot super well in general. I, I agree. I'm very agree. surprised how they got those angles. But two, you can just see him being, oh, he's actually showing a lot of fear and he's been really good about hiding it till this point. And he, he's like, takes like a really deep breath. He's just like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing <laughs> this. And then he goes. And then as he lands, he t- tumbles all over the place, I, I, I gets really that. hurt.
1: Love that and part. And it's just like, if, yes,
0: I love It's just, it doesn't seem fake bullcrap right i don't right. know like, feels more, yeah. more
1: believable which which i love so yeah good movie man
0: the costume was like that fine line of goofy but badass like, yeah yeah yep. <laughs> because he does look a tad goofy and then you just beat the crap out of some dude and you're like yep. okay well i don't think he's goofy
1: <laughs> anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that was that was a good one man really enjoyable
0: no i actually prefer batman begins to dark knight I love I like, I mean, I like Batman. I put them both up as the best Batman movies. And, like, I don't care what order I put them in. I love both of them. But I did like this one more than those two. Okay. Because there are parts to either one, like Batman begins and Dark Knight. Like, okay, Dark Knight, like, the Joker's amazing, of course, right? Of course. But yeah. when you watch that movie, there's still parts of that movie that are really just cringe or, right, like, right. Sure. badly performed or a scene that you're just like, okay, is this uh, Die Hard
1: or is this bad? Right, right, right. (laughs) I don't know. No, I feel you on that one. Um, Shout out to the Riddler in this movie too, man. Yes. Really enjoyed it. Very unnerving, very kind of creepy. And that was good. I like that. I'm glad they didn't just do the same shtick again as the Joker. Like he was his own kind of character, you know?
0: Anyone listening to this, look up Kyle from Workaholics.
1: Oh my God, I love that show. (laughs) so funny
0: as the riddler because there's an episode of workaholics where he looks exactly like the dude and it's amazing. Oh. I was dying laughing when I saw that. But yeah, <laughs> and, uh, that's that. Of what we're playing, we're watching new game watch, bug snacks. Bug snacks Xbox and Switch, April 28th. What the heck is this next? What the I don't know how Dor- to say this. Dorfromantic. What is that? Never heard. Dorfromantic, of it. I guess. Okay. PC April 28th, Rogue Legacy 2, Xbox, PC April 28th. That's weird. No PlayStation. Interesting. No, that can't be right. Did they get shafted or something? Mm-hmm. No, it's not coming out PlayStation. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. Weird. Um Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1, PlayStation 4 April 28th unsold xbox switch pc april 28th playstation got shafted again okay uh nintendo switch sports obviously switch april 29th now this game
1: are you getting
0: this game i mean first of all i'm getting it and i'll play with my kids and whatever it'll be fun and all i i am excited for it now do i buy this day one i don't think so yeah i want it
1: I wanted to buy it day one and literally up until this podcast, I was going to, and then I bought Kirby right now. So I think I might, (laughs) I might hold off
0: that, as you should.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: But I was thinking, well, that's when we're going to, like uh be up there in richmond and i was like dude what oh, if we brought our switches true, and we played true. switch sports at our hotel
1: <laughs> oh, okay well you know what hold on there's never it might be <laughs> it might need some convincing we're at the hotel we'll see we'll see <laughs> anyway but
0: it's like oh we could like you know <laughs> Go to the bar, check out the city. No, no, let's play us uh, No sports. stay
1: in stay in, get a bottle of Jack or something and just play some Switch sports. <laughs>
0: but no, in general, I am really hyped on that game. I'm very excited to get a new one of these. And it looks good. I mean, I've watched their full breakdown of all the different sports and stuff. It has online all throughout the whole game. looks good. I'm excited for it. And then finally, before we go here, we're going to continue our favorite game of each year. And we're going to start go
1: from 2005 to 2001. Yeah. All right. So I guess I'll start it off. Uh, For me, I picked the right. And again, I should just say, I think this is true for both of us. These games are so long ago that we're kind of just looking up. Okay. Before you even say your game.
0: Yeah. I'm a list. These are. And there's obviously more games this year. But these are the big bangers that, in my opinion, are just huge. And was like, oh, my God, was this one of the best years in gaming? I'm like Resident Evil 4, Burnout Revenge, Kingdom Hearts 2, Ninja Gaiden Black, Tom Clancy Splinter Cell, Chaos Theory. I still think the best Splinter Cell. God of War, Shadow of the Colossus, the first Forza Motorsport, Gran Turismo 4, Battlefield 2. Battlefield 2 is the only Battlefield I actually, well, no, sorry, Bad Company 2 and Battlefield 2. So both of those are, like, huge on my list as, like, one of my favorite shooters. Yep. Mario Kart DC, Call of Duty 2. This basically jump-started the series. Like, Call of Duty 1 was, like, okay, but 2 was gigantic. The PC multiplayer with that game? It was nothing bigger. Oh, my gosh, that was huge. Dragon Quest, a huge game. That was the yeah. first to where we actually got it because we didn't get Dragon Quest, what four, five, six, seven, I think it was like one, two, and three, and that was it on like NES or something. Um, but it was Dragon Warrior. So this we finally got the name Dragon Quest official name, and it hit PS two, and the thing was gigantic. It came with the demo to Final Fantasy twelve, I want to say. Sure, it was ten or twelve. Either way, Dragon Quest A Luminous Fear fear was so cool you can go like slow-mo with yes. the shooting yep. and that was like probably the best graphics we had at the time but psychonauts doom 3 star wars night the World republic 2 devil may cry 3 my favorite devil may cry
1: Good one. need for speed most wanted star wars battlefront 2 age of empires 3 pretty big ones there um so out of those i picked Resident before i I mean, man, what is there to say? This game is so so good. I know it's a little dated today, but when it came out, I just thought it was the perfect. I want uh, VR
0: for this reason. Yeah. The problem is, it's only on Quest, and I want a Quest, I and know. I'm like, God, I really want to play this in VR so bad. Ah, it's, it's and such they a just game. released the Mercenaries mode, like yep. uh, I want yep. to say this week or something. Mercenaries mode was actually my favorite part of this game. I played it a ton, the amount of hours I put in was ridiculous. Sure, I would love to play Mercenaries mode in VR. Anyway.
1: Absolutely loved it, man. Just just a great blend of, of survival horror, and the gameplay felt much better than previous Resident Evil games. Obviously, there was a big overhaul there. Yeah. but And it started what we have today, you know? Kind of went down a good path. Went down a bad path for a little bit, then it kind of recovered. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, I mean, I blame 4 for giving us 5 and 6. I agree. Because that's when they pivoted action, but in 4, they wrote a fine line, and then they just went way off with 5 and 6. Yep, anyway, yep. Glad they brought it back, but If four wouldn't have happened, technically that wouldn't have taken place. (laughs) Yeah,
1: agreed. Agreed.
0: But it's still obviously like 10 out of 10 masterpiece everyone should play. Awesome game. Uh, Mine's Burnout Revenge. Yes, over Kingdom Hearts 2 and the whole rest. It's really weird, but. Burnout Revenge, I mean, I've said it on here, I think, but that was the game. Okay, I played a ton of Smash, but I never was able to play it, like, for real competitive. Like, I couldn't go to, like, MLG and actually stand amongst the top ten or something. No, I'm making, like, what? 329th or something, you know? But... Yeah. Um, Burnout Revenge, I legit got top 10 in the world on that game. I played that game religiously. I got to the point where I just like memorization of like this formula, the exact way I turned this and that to hit every little thing and dodge every tiny thing. And no matter what chaos would happen, because like obviously there's other players you're playing against and they can cause a random thing. I've just played the game that much to where random didn't even matter anymore. Somehow making sense of the chaos was very difficult and i achieved it and i got crazy crazy good at that game and i played it uh, for years and that my favorite xbox live memories are with this game is me just hopping on the game people join in my room the very moment they see the name look i get it it sounds corny but just stick with me but so it created the room people join they immediately see the person created and they bounce and it happened to me often because my rank is so high no one ever wanted to play with me (laughs) because they know they would just immediately lose. And it was so hard for me to find matches towards the end there because no one ever wanted to play with me because my rank was ridiculous. (laughs) But I remember getting so excited because I was like, I want to say I got all the way to six, but I remember thinking like, oh, a number three came in. And I'm, like, shaking. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is, like, once in three months this may happen. And then I, I, I race them, win, lose, whatever. But let's say, like, one of the times if I lost, my rank gets affected so much because I'm playing sure. such a high rank next to me. I got and, you. Uh, God, that was sweaty.
1: Anyway. <laughs> but
0: I love that game. My favorite. Uh, Good old days. Xbox Live days.
1: Picked Metal Gear Solid 3 is my next one. I know that whenever people talk about their favorite Metal Gear, I... I feel like I always hear three or four. I know sometimes people will throw five in there and I'll hear two or even the original, but three and four are the ones I hear the most frequently and it's always opposite ends, you know? Like, I love all of them, but man, three to me is like, ooh, perfect, perfection. Like, I just... I just loved everything about that game. So yeah, we're opposites that's, that's, here. It's yeah, my four, least four, in this series. That, that's, see, that's how I feel about four. Even though I still think four is a good game. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just, oh, man. What can I say? All I have to say is that that ladder, that ladder scene where you're climbing up the ladder and they're playing the music. My God, it's just like... the bosses never, are incredible in this game. Uh, I just don't it. like the outside stuff. Yeah. That's yeah, what, I know some people. That's what ruins. Here's it. a little fun fact, by the way. Did you know that when you fight the boss in Metal Gear Solid Three, the old guy I forgot his name. Like yeah. the end. The end. I think it is. It was the end you can fast forward your clock on the PlayStation and he dies. If you fast oh, forward it, that's cool. Like day, which I thought was a really cool little touch. Uh, I, I read that somewhere. It's some point. I'm like, that's awesome. So yeah, no, great game. Somebody, man. there Everyone.
0: was a recent video. Somebody figured it out after all these years on how you can like, fast-forward the ladder scene or something like
1: that. Oh, uh, gosh. God, I don't know why you'd ever want to do that. Love yeah. That yeah. No, I just I just thought the story was so good, and I like how they tied in real-world events, like historical fiction. I just, man, just, yeah, just absolutely yeah. love that game. I wish... I hope one day they'll make a... I know they made, like, the 3DS version of it, but I hope they'll remake that game brand new. Well, way. that's...
0: I wish you had an Xbox 4 for this one game because Metagross 2 and 3, they got those 360 PS3 ports, Uh-huh but... If you were to play it on PS3 right now, it's really bad. But again, because of Xbox, because the back and Pat and how they handle it, you can play very high res, perfect frame rate, and it looks so good. Yeah. Anyway, so I was, I did boot up Metal Gear Solid 3. I have Haven't installed. I am trying to play it and be like, all right. It's been a long time. It's my least in the series. Maybe I can change my mind here. I can't play right now because I'm trying to do Xenoblade stuff, but I got it ready to go. And I did play like the first two hours and I'm like, man, this looks so much better than because I I had it on 3DS, played it PS2. Right, right. And I'm telling you, it looks, this looks like a remake basically or something. Love it. Love it. Awesome. So Wonder. There is a way to currently play a great version, but if you, it's only Xbox, which is the weirdest thing ever, Isn't because that funny? it's yeah. a PlayStation series. <laughs> but whatever, mine is Halo Two that year. Um, Burnout Revenge. That was technically my favorite Xbox Live experience. Um, but when we go and specifically talking just Halos. Halo 2 is my favorite, and Xbox Live is a huge, huge, huge part of that. It kind of makes me a little sad that I wasn't as much into 3 because I didn't have a 360 because Forge and stuff like that and, pe- and the community being as big and be able to create all of those things. But like with Halo 2, it really was just... A competitive sweatshop every time you went online. But I <laughs> love it. Yeah, it's not just that. Okay. It can get really competitive, super serious. Then you can just create a custom game. And now we can all just fool around and try to find glitches. And uh, being able to offer both of those. And it's just one of those games where you're just hanging out in Xbox Live, talking to people for hours. I mean, you're up till 2, 3, 4 in the morning, just chatting in a random game lobby, and uh, yeah. I really miss those days. Halo 2 was like the pinnacle of that for me in terms of just chatting in Xbox Live.
1: Yep, yep, agreed. So, Pretty good days, man. All right, well, uh, 2003.
0: 2003? Now, that's not why, sorry, that's not the why it's my pick. That's just first thing that comes to my mind. Halo 2, in general, the campaign, at well, it all, it's an incredible game. I just had to mention the live memories, you
1: know, because that's of what course. hit the
0: more most, but... Yeah, that's what stands anyway. out to
1: Yeah, I get it, I get yeah, it. Yeah.
0: 2003.
1: I picked uh, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, so... I remember when this game was first announced, I remember they had it at my local, I want to say target or something. They had like a little, little setup maybe. And I played it. I played the demo and I was like, wow, this is amazing. I love like the little effects, you know, when you throw a little torch on the floor and the shadow cast it on the wall, and I was like, man, this game is so beautiful. I don't know what all these people are talking about, saying it looks stupid and dumb and everything. Because I remember that was a big narrative at the time, right? People complaining. And when I got the game, I met all my expectations. It's just the big open sea traveling there. And I just loved everything about this game, man. It was one of my favorite Zeldas ever, probably. So awesome game. man. I wanted to pick it so bad. Yeah, I man, it's feel tough, really tough bad place. for not picking it. For God, <laughs> do I love
0: Wind Waker? I mean... The mind blow of actually seeing Hyrule under the sea. Yeah. You talk about that ain't the coolest thing ever. It's and so all cool. of all the nights that come into life and yep. it plays yep. the music like it's like a link to the past, basically. I don't know. It was, ugh, so, it was cool. so good.
1: Really enjoyed that game. Obviously,
0: very controversial on the cell shading at the time. Everyone yes. was like. Oh my God! Look at this kitty game, Zelda. Where's my Link? <laughs> like yeah, this ain't Link. Yeah. This is some bullcrap, and this is kitty stuff. Because <laughs> like occurring a time, you could turn to a doll and all that. And they were hoping to get more darkness, which they never got with Twilight Princess. But God, do I remember the, the just the internet just going ablaze yep, over yep. Wind Waker just because of how it looked, <laughs> and it. And what's funny is now it's like redeemed one of the best ones. Yep. Yep. Anyway. Mine though, I had to go Star Wars, Knights of the Republic. This is one of the most pivotal RPGs in my life. This is what like got me into the genre. I like Japanese, like Pokemon, and I'd play like different uh, Final Fantasies and stuff. But Western RPGs were always a turn off to me, and I never was really into them. Because to be honest, I just didn't think they did nearly as good of a job and not nearly as like creative and weird and interesting and all that. That was just felt kind of stale. But Star Wars, Not So Republic, my favorite Star Wars material as well. Uh, like I said, I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm not like some mega ultra one. But this game is uh, easily my favorite Star Wars game. Okay. I guess it's my favorite Western RPG. It did so many things so well. Like, I mean, this was Bioware when they couldn't be. No one was close to their talent. Sure. They soon did Mass Effect after these two games. But with the Star Wars license, you can just do so much with it. Like the races and different plans you go to and being able to explore like genuine Star Wars experience in an RPG. And I am I am so, so, so excited. We're getting that remake on PS5. Yeah, it's a long it's ways up. away. But man, when I saw that talk
1: about hype oh as
0: for yeah. me. Uh, it's gonna be amazing so.
1: that's awesome okay and that's that'll be the first time I play that game by the way I've never played it so Ugh. i'll just i'll just go yeah. ahead and wait for that i waited long enough for it. i mean
0: hey that'd be kind of cool though because i mean yeah. it's an incredible game and you get to play it like all fresh and great yeah game.
1: that's what everyone says so
0: yeah yeah it's gonna be dope anyway 2002
1: 2002 metroid prime man one of the one of the all-time greats um i remember when i first started this game and i saw just the environments the music the like desolation and everything i was like wow this is super impressive definitely not what i'm used to with metroid it was just such a big change but they nailed it they nailed it so well all the powers you got it reminded me of super metroid before that but i don't know it just felt that change to 3d was done so well It's just perfect even to say, hey, you can play it today
0: they stuck to the canon of the game i would say they stuck to the formula but changing it 3d forces you to change so many other levels to the game but it still felt very metroid 100% it didn't feel like a different franchise or something you know it still felt like metroid it just happened yeah. to be in 3D just because of that one little twist and you'll see that when you play Kirby that one little shift to 3D it changes so yeah. many other aspects to the game metroid oh God, prime i mean they pull it off incredibly you know how I many times people try to make like 3D platformer and it just sucks
1: <laughs> yep, yep. No, they, they absolutely know that you can go back and play that game today and it still holds up and it came out twenty years ago. I mean that's crazy. There's
0: ways to play this in VR and it is now Half Life Alex is my favorite like VR experience, like officially, right? But unofficially, I think it would be this. Uh you can play yeah. Metro Prime in VR and man, is it the coolest thing you'll ever experience. <laughs> it's so dope. Yeah. Pokemon, Ruby, and Sapphire is my two thousand two pick. I mean, I was a big Pokemon dork up to that point already, right? The original Red and Blue, I played it a ton on, like, a Game Boy Micro, actually. No, they called it uh, Game Boy Pocket. That's what it was. It came out with a Micro with the Game Boy Advance. (laughs) But that Game Boy Pocket, it was still black and white, and I played the original, like, Red there all the time on it. Game Boy Color, I never had, so I never played those outside of, like, emulation later. But... Pokemon Ruby had that Game Boy Advance. And I think it's my most important Game Boy Advance game. I probably played through it probably seven or eight times. I'm so close to the Pokemon of that region, the whole story of it. It was the first time it actually went way more mature than the previous. Right. Like it actually had a an in-depth story. <laughs> no right. one before this, it was just like, oh, go talk to Oak. Oh, go catch Pokemon. Oh, cool. <laughs> you beat it. Like, and that was about it. Uh... This game actually had like this whole backstory of it felt really grim and dire with these crazy legendary Pokemon, but the legendary Pokemon were actually affecting the world when it came to water and all of this. And that's why they were like people are about to get sunken underwater and there was a lost city because of it and all this mess. Anyway, it went deep and man, just the music, the graphical style to it all. This it is weird. like it's so pretty. Like even when I play it to this day, I just think like this is one of the examples of the feeling you get if you were to boot up Final Fantasy like 4 through 6, you know, on Super Nintendo and just admire the pixel work, you know. That's yep. how I feel whenever I play this game. I'm like, you can't do it any better if you try. Oh, yeah. I guess maybe you could if you, you did that whole current yeah. thing with the 2.5 thing with that live live alive, right?
1: Right, right.
0: I would accept that. <laughs> I would accept the Final Fantasy 6 in that style.
1: Yeah, agreed. agreed. But I, agree. I think
0: that's the only way you could top it. Anyway, getting at I just love the presentation of Ruby and Sapphire so much. And They're the good games, man. The, great games. It's phenomenal. Anyway, two thousand one. Two thousand
1: one. Looks like we had. Well, I can't anymore. decide, and I wish I could. For me, I, I don't even have to look at any other games this year. It's definitely Super Smash Bros. Melee. I just this game like changed everything for me with when it came to competitive yep. you know, fighting games. Man, what is there to say? I so many tournaments, so much. Competitive matches, so many thousands of probably f- honestly over a thousand hours or more of gameplay easily, between my easily. friends and, and uh, myself and what a game, man. It just took it took that original formula from 64, and it just what the way we feel about ultimate now with all those characters is how I felt when I first saw this. Oh my mm-hmm. god, there's 25 characters! What the hell? There's all these stages, what all-star mode? Classic you remember, mode, um,
0: yeah, the adventure mode of like actually playing through a lot yeah. of it. You go back now and it seems kind of basic, but at yeah. the time, it was great. The, the time, coolest. it was great.
1: Ugh. All-star <laughs> mode, I thought was great too. Man, just. So many great memories, though. Definitely one of my all-time favorite games.
0: I mean, the competitive play with it all is like my hypest moments, but when I think about it, my biggest memory, I mean, it's just years and years and years and years and years of just playing it with friends till sun rises. Like, no other game I did that nearly as much. It was This is what brought the neighborhood together. Yep. This is what yep. brought like you at school. Come over to my house, play melee. I'll whoop you. Let's go.
1: <laughs> oh my like, God. Driving with the, the CRT <laughs> TV in my backseat, driving over to a friend's house with the setup. Yes. Oh man. Ugh, Good it's the Good best. Time. It's the best.
0: Yeah, that's I can't decide. Like I love Metal Gear Solid so much. The whole series. It's so close and dear to me. And sure. I'm like, it's Metagross All 2 or super smash bros bro melee. And they both are like just as important as it could ever be to me. Sure. If I have to make a decision, I don't know. I don't know what I pick.
1: Like it's a tough one.
0: I would rather play if I was on a desert island, I guess I would have to flip a coin and whatever one I landed on I'd be incredibly happy with and I wouldn't care. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's so many like little small Easter egg things like I've played Microsoft 2 so many times and I still find new stuff all the time. So there's that level, but I could play Melee and even if I'm playing what I could play three computer level nine foxes and then now I'm playing somebody like I was playing online or something. I don't know. I can always find a way to find something to keep pushing me better and better, even if I had no one else to play it with. Sure. I, I could fool around in the random little mini game stuff for days and days and days. So yep. trying to hit the sandbag further than I did before. Oh my God. Really random way to like, I don't know. Let me PK fire it a million times. I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> Home run contest was the best.
0: <laughs> Do I even pick up the bat? Because I can use Ness's bat, but it's not as good. But I don't have to go and grab the bat, so I could be faster. <laughs> there, anyway, there's so many little dumb things with that, but Yep. Yep. The game's phenomenal. I mean, that's like life-changing moment but sure uh, yeah i don't know i don't know what to pick there so let's fun. uh flip a coin if it's uh heads it's melee. <laughs> we'll see.
1: come on melee come on what do we get
0: <laughs> okay so when it was flipping i actually was wishing it was melee so i think that proves melee wins right because it lost I so. and I, I mean, got bummed on. and I was like, yeah, but why was I wishing for Melee?
1: It revealed the truth for you. So it, it revealed really the did. truth. Yeah. All right. Me- <laughs> Melee wins. There we go. <laughs> oh, anyway. Man. Anyway. That's funny.
0: Uh, Next, I mean, I guess I'm bringing like my laptop and a mic and we can just yeah record the next episode when we're out. We, can we can do, do like a short. 30 minute. Yeah. Thing. I'm yeah. not actually trying to record a full episode, but. Right.
1: We can do a short one.
0: Like we can think of a, a funny little segment to do up
1: there. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. That'll be cool, man. I'm looking forward to it. So that'll be fun. I'll have some thoughts on Kirby for sure next week too. So sounds good. All right. All right. I'll see you guys. All right. Take care, everyone.